With the 10th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Washington Wizards select Johnny Davis from the University of Wisconsin. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I'll say it. The NBA draft takes too long. I, uh, I'll just come on. I'll just come out and say it. If you listened to the show last night at any point, uh, I talked endlessly about how I cleared my schedule or more accurately had nothing to do. I didn't, there was no clearing. Uh, there was just nothing to do or nobody to do anything with. So last night I cleared my schedule for the first time in years. I had a chance to sit down and watch the NBA draft start to finish. This last couple years, I've, for whatever reason, seemingly had something going on. Last night I didn't. Uh, it takes too long. It takes too long. <laughs> it just... I watched it for what felt like three hours. I'm like, oh my God, the second round hasn't even started yet. No way I'm watching until the end. And I did not. I stopped watching after the first round. When the Warriors took Patrick Baldwin Jr., the 414 Warriors, the Milwaukee Warriors, they got uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Jordan Poole, a lot of Milwaukee guys out there. Kavon Looney, maybe the most accomplished Wisconsin athlete ever. People are saying, come on, Looney, won another ring a couple weeks ago. I watched till the Warriors pick at the end of the first round, and I said, you know what? I don't know that I need to watch this anymore. I don't know that I, I don't know that I need to be a part of this anymore. So I watched one episode of Always Sunny, and I went to bed. And I woke up this morning, and I saw that the Bucks had drafted a Frenchman, and I said, you know what? Maybe I'll learn about that this weekend because I'm not, I'm not doing that on tonight's show. So. Sorry, but if you have come here for a breakdown of the second round of the NBA draft, I, I can't help you. I can't help you. I got nothing for you today. Sorry. First round, absolutely. Johnny Davis, yeah. Bucks, yeah. We can do that. Uh, second round, sorry. Uh, maybe Zach Gelb can hit it tonight on CBS Sports Radio after I'm done. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Uh, nothing eventful happened today, right? Nothing cra- <laughs> Nothing great. Oh, God. I was going to make a joke to start the show and then I thought, no, better not. Uh, it's been an eventful day. We don't need to talk about everything that happened today at the NBA draft last night. Going to talk about that. Brewers have a weekend series with the Blue Jays, an uncommon opponent, an interleague opponent. That's going to be interesting. They're coming to American Family Field. So we can talk about that. Craig Council is going to join the show at 530. Now, it may or may not, I, I, we're not going to talk to him, but he will be here. Uh, he joined the Bill Michael Show earlier today, and Ben Kenny the sweetest man thought of me and said, do you want me to send you the audio? And I said, yes, thank God. Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't talk about Marjan Bochamp for two hours straight. So we got some Craig audio. He was great. Had some really interesting things to say. I listened to it live. Uh, I think it was about one thirty. was he on? If I remember correctly, I got lost in listening to Craig's voice. I don't even remember what time it was. So we're gonna hear from Craig council at five 30 at four 30. A uh, gentleman that we haven't spoken to in a while. Mr. Buck's Film Room. Mr. Film Room is going to be here. That's Brian Sampson. Uh, writes for Forbes. He does film breakdowns on Twitter. He's a good follow. And and uh, and a productive and honorable member of Buck's Twitter. And we're going to break down the draft a little bit with him. Not just the Marjan Bochamp pick. Spoiler alert. I don't really have that much to say about the Marjan Bochamp pick. It's a fine pick. It's I don't hate it. 
I don't love it. It's it's a solid pick. So we'll talk about that with Mr. Film Room, uh, Brian Sampson, coming up. But I also have a couple of other questions surrounding the NBA draft, mostly the first round because, again, I didn't watch the second round. That's coming up in a half hour. Get at me on the phone, whether you want to call or text me, 608-796-2558. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Wisco Grant. I want to start with the NBA draft tonight. Uh, We'll probably do some more Brewers next week and in the second half, like I said, Craig Council coming up. I want to start with Johnny Davis, and then I want to talk about some overarching thoughts on the NBA draft as a whole. I don't have a ton to say about Marjan Bochamp, um, but we'll get to that in a little bit before we talk to Mr. Film Room himself, Brian Sampson. So Johnny Davis, as you heard in the intro, goes number 10 to the Wizards of Washington. I think I saved that audio somewhere. Oh. In the Milwaukee Bucks. So no, like- that's the Bucks. Sorry, I didn't save the Johnny Davis audio. You know what? Let's just listen to the intro again. Why not? With the 10th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Washington Wizards select Johnny Davis. From the University of Wisconsin. There you go. So you get the idea, right? (laughs) Tenth overall to the Wizards. That seemed like the most likely spot all along. Uh, Perry Goldstein, front of show, actually uh, messaged me yesterday and was like, hey, talk about the draft, whatever. And she said, where do you think Johnny's going to go? She knows we're we're a big Johnny show. And I said, ah, probably the Wizards. Maybe the Spurs. I was kind of hoping maybe San Antonio would take him, but probably the Wizards, unless some team is going to jump up. That always seemed like the most natural, likely landing spot as I said yesterday I'm finding it difficult to analyze Johnny Davis as a prospect and as a draftee because I've watched him forever for two years at Wisconsin and then a couple of years at Lacrosse Central we cover a lot of their games on our lacrosse sports station WKTY so I've watched him forever it's hard for me to be impartial it's hard for me to say he's not good at this he needs to get better at that it's it's difficult for me I'm obviously not the most partial uh the most uh fairly Uh, judging of Johnny Davis. I'm probably not the right guy. So today I'm reading all these draft grades and reactions and breakdowns and just consuming as much draft content as I can from all of these different individuals, trying to get the consensus of what everyone thinks, you know, the opinions of people who haven't watched Johnny Davis for the last five years or so. One thing I found really frustrating in my reading of draft grades today, especially for the wizards where Johnny Davis ended up. Everyone's obsessed over fit. Why do we care about fit? It's like, well, you know, Johnny Davis, he's got a high high floor, and, you know, if he works on a shot and develops a better three, he's got a pretty good ceiling. But, I, you know, thank God the fit is there in Washington. He'll fit nicely next to Bradley Beal. Okay. Whatever. Or if the Spurs would have taken him. Well, I don't know that the fit is great. You know, the lane is already pretty crowded with Jakob Hurdle, and their outside shooting isn't great. I don't know if the fit is there. Hey, hey. The Wizards were 12th in the East last year. They were 12 games under 500. They finished 35 and 47. Every team, basically, that's worth a darn gets a chance at the playoffs, gets a crack in the play-in tournament. The Wizards couldn't even swing that. <laughs> I don't care if Johnny Davis fits. Don't tell me Don't tell me about fit, okay? Can he play? Could he turn into a star? Could he be a franchise player? If the answer is yes, and the Wizards, at least to a certain degree, must believe the answer is yes— then I don't really care how he fits with Daniel Gafford or Raul Nato. I don't, who cares? Who cares? God, it's like, it's like, let's say uh, your car craps out, okay? You've been driving this Toyota Camry, great vehicle, for a long time, and it finally takes a crap, and it's unexpected, and oh, shoot, I can't get to work. Until I get a new car, I'm kind of out of luck. And your buddy goes, oh, my God, I have an extra car. 
you can use it for the week. Right, I, I have this. Uh, I have this car, and I, I only really use it in the summer. I'm, I'm a truck guy. I need that to pull my boat. So I have an extra vehicle. You can use this car to get to work. Go ahead, take it. And then your buddy brings it over, and you're like, ah, it's really hatchback. I don't know. It's, I don't really love that color blue. Hey, you need a car, okay? Stop worrying about whether you love the color or the shape or the style. It's the same in the NBA draft. It's so bananas to me. The team picking fourth overall. And all these draft grades are like, well, the fit should be really good with this roster. Who cares about fit? You need good players. You need star power. You need a franchise player. The Wizards don't have one other than Bradley Beal, but I don't I don't really know what's going to happen with Bradley Beal. I, I think he's going to get his big contract extension, the Supermax, and then in a year or two, he'll ask for a trade, and then he'll be out of there because that's what players do these days. But I saw all these things about fit. Who cares about fit? It's very bizarre. I was hoping he'd go to the Spurs. Uh, partly because I don't really like the Wizards. I don't really know what they're doing there. I don't know what they got going on. It's just not a great watch. If I'm cruising around League Pass, I'm not seeking out the Wizards. It's kind of a... Not a lot of history there. Not a lot of character. Not a lot of spunk or spice. It's just, I don't know. The, okay, whatever. But now Johnny Davis is there, so I'll have a reason to watch. I was hoping he'd go to the Spurs. We talked about this yesterday. The fit with DeJounte Murray would be kind of cool. Jakob Hurdle, you got this big rolling, rebounding big that could kind of be a nice piece. I don't know. Maybe Lonnie Walker starts to pop. I like Lonnie Walker. Still believing in that Lonnie Walker breakout season. Now, the Spurs took Sohan, um, which was smart. Jay Billis on the broadcast last night, not a Jeremy Sohan guy. Every time best available would pop up, it'd be like 10 picks lower than, than it should be Jeremy Sohan's down there. By the way, speaking of Billis, how exhausted was Jay Billis by pick 20 last night? Because for the 18th time, Malika Andrews is looking over and being like, uh, hey, Jay, uh, why don't you tell us your best available? And Jay's like, I just told you, and they're on the screen, but I guess I can read them. <laughs> oh, my God. It got to be funny. Okay, Johnny Davis. Let's wrap this up. He fits the Wizards' timeline. He defends, unlike the rest of their roster, whether it be Beal or Porzingis. And he's a tough dude. My personal scouting report on Johnny Davis is very personal because I've watched him for a couple of years. You can read scouts and you can read analysts' takes on his skill set and what he needs to improve and his weaknesses, his height, weight, do all that. Here's my take on Johnny Davis, okay? And why, especially at pick 10, when the options aren't great, I would take Johnny Davis in a heartbeat, okay? I covered half of Johnny's games or so, his junior year in high school, and most of his games his senior season, which was cut short in the playoffs uh, by COVID after they beat on Alaska in the semi-sectional or sectional final or whatever. So one game before state. So I watched him in the state tournament the year before. I saw a couple of insane rivalry games versus on Alaska when they were also a top power in the state. And that game that now everyone talks about versus Minnehaha Academy that had Chet Holmgren, who went second overall last night, and Jalen Suggs, who went top three, top five last year. I don't remember. In my lifetime. I'd say the best sporting events I've ever seen. I've seen playoff games at the Bradley Center and at Fiserv. Uh, an NLCS game at Miller Park. That was crazy. That was unreal. I saw the Brewers clinch the division in 2011. The Cubs beating the Cardinals on the scoreboard after Giovanni Gallardo and Ryan Braun took down the Marlins. That was nuts. I saw Giannis put 50 on Ben Simmons' head and call him an effing baby. That was electric. I've seen Alex Hornibrook throw two pick sixes in one game versus Iowa at Camp Randall. That was electric, but electric in a bad way. When both of those teams were at the height of their powers, Lacrosse Central and on Alaska, those games topped all of those sporting experiences I've had. You've never experienced anything like it, guaranteed. The fullness of those gyms and the energy and the noise and 
the juice of that rivalry. I've never experienced it at another game. I feel like you'd have to go to the SEC and sit through a football game there to really get it. You, like, you'd have to go somewhere really tribal, really, I mean, people who give who would give their life for their college football team. I think that's where you'd have to go to experience a rivalry like Central and Ottawa when they were both at the, the peak of their powers. Then that game at Mitchell Hall, that Minnehaha game, 3,000 people, folks are lined the baseline, there's national scouts, hoop fans, everybody's there. And you know what? In all of those games, whether they were rivalry games or state tournament games or a game against an AAU super team with two lottery picks, two top 10 picks on it, Johnny blew away expectations in all of those games. He put 42 points up on Minnehaha on 14 of 30 shooting. Those games versus Onalaska in 2020, Central would have gone into Onalaska High School as a minus three underdog. Ono was really good that year. Their defense was nuts. They were probably maybe the deeper team, certainly the better defense. They would have gone into those games as an underdog. Johnny would walk into those games and say, F you, I'm getting to my spots and I'm going to hit shots until your will breaks. And I'm going to hit every bucket in the last two minutes and I'm going to rip your heart out on your own gym. And he did. In back-to-back years, I saw multiple times. I've never seen a player meet a big moment like Johnny Davis. What he did at Mackey Arena last fall, we saw it with Wisconsin, especially before he tweaked his ankle. Maybe he doesn't have the traits and the ceilings of some of those other guys, although at pick 10, you're starting to bet more on potential than, say, in the top five. Maybe he doesn't have the stuff. Maybe he doesn't have the traits of Jeremy Sohan or some of these other guys. You can go ahead and bet against him, though, okay? Go go ahead. Go, Go ahead. I'll keep my money. I'm not betting against that guy. That's my scouting report. That's my take on Johnny Davis. Uh, The NBA draft as a whole, I want to talk about it really quickly. Not about specific players, although, wow, Pistons, that's fun. Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran to go with Cade Cunningham, that's going to be fun. Another fun team in the Eastern Conference. Okay, but that's the only team I'll talk about. I saw a lot of tweets last night about the NFL draft and how much better it is than the NBA draft. And I'm not going to argue. The NFL draft is awesome. It's it's great. It's really entertaining. The stories are awesome. Every team's got a shot to pick someone special, right? I'm not going to argue that the NBA draft is better than the NFL draft because I don't think it is. They're very different. And last night before I went to bed, I think I put my finger on why they're different. Going into the NFL draft, everything is within reach. Everything is 100% attainable. My Green Bay Packers could be picking at 27 and get hands down the best player in the draft. Absolutely, that could happen, 100%. They could get the best player in the draft in the third round or the fifth round. Elton Jenkins, great example. Maybe the best player in that draft or one of the best players in that draft. They got him in the second round. It's all possible. It's all right there at your fingertips. If a team is picking 15th, they could jump up to three and get the quarterback of the future. Absolutely, that could happen, especially we've seen it in recent years. In the NBA draft, your bet is made, and you really don't have much flexibility to not lay in it. Does that make sense? If you're picking 10th, well, guess what? You're picking 10th and you're just out of striking distance to get a a top-level prospect. If you're picking third, that's the difference between getting R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson. And R.J. Barrett's a nice player, but he's not taking you anywhere. Zion Williamson could reshape your franchise for a decade to come. In the NBA draft, your bed is made, and you basically just have to lay in it. Maybe you trade up a little bit, or you sell a pick, or you move into the second round, buy a pick with cash, but you're locked in. You could see that as boring and unpredictable, and I wouldn't blame you if you saw it that way, 
but you at least have to realize and appreciate what it means to win an NBA title. Because in the NFL, if you need a quarterback, all right, give up two future first-rounders and jump up from pick nine to pick two. We've seen lots of teams do it. If you're in the NBA and you don't have a hope or a prayer and you're picking at pick seven, probably going to pick at pick seven next year because you're stuck and it's really hard. Not everything's attainable. Not everything's at your fingertips in the NBA. And you can see that as boring and futile and, 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 and just lifeless. Or you could use that as a way to appreciate how hard it is to build a contender and win titles in the NBA. I choose to view it the latter way. I'm not going to blame you if you see it as boring, but at least appreciate, okay? Let's take a break. I want to talk about the Bucks pick, Marjan Bochamp. Yeah, I researched him ahead of time. Sure, I'll tell you about all of my scouting reports that I totally didn't do today before the show. That's next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Don't believe me, me, you know, this is special. Kevin just talked about how unorthodox your journey has been. Yeah. One of the things that I find most curious about you is the year you took away to kind of commit to just training, not right. with a team. What have you learned about yourself? You know, I learned that, uh, you know, I'm a warrior, you know, you know, you can just throw me out there and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And I, I know I, I found God, you know, and God led me through my hardest times of my life. And, you know, I, I thank him every day now. And uh, I thank my grandma uh, and this for my grandpa, you know, uh, I'm, li- I'm living for his legacy, you know, and I just want to I just want to be great. Marjan Bochamp. Newest member of the Milwaukee Bucks. They picked him at 24 last night, and I am very glad they did. Because uh, if I would have waited that long for the Bucks pick, and then they trade out of the pick, uh, we'd have nothing to talk about today, first of all. And uh, second of all, would have kind of let some air out of the balloon, so to speak. You know how it goes. As you're going along the draft, you're hoping, all right, this guy's still there, this guy's still there, and then gets to your spot, and they trade out. And you're like, oh, okay. Sick. Ted Thompson classic. We dealt with that for years, right? We'd wait until the very end of the first round. It's 10.45 p.m. It's Thursday night. I can't wait to go to bed after I see who the Packers pick. And then they don't pick. Nice. Glad the Bucks picked last night. And they just need young, controllable, rookie-scale talent. They don't have much of that. And they're not going to have many opportunities moving forward to get that. So it was important to get someone just in the building, in the works, in the development program, or whatever you want to say. Marjan Bochamp. We'll talk to Bucks Film Room, Brian Sampson, in about 10 minutes. You can read his breakdown at Forbes. I read it right before the show. It is excellent. Now, I've been studying Bochamp's game for weeks. Um, <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't read anything about him until last night. He was one of the guys I didn't read much about. I wasn't locked in on him going into the draft, which always seems to be the case. Every year, I think I get a good handle on five or six guys that the Bucks might take, and then they take someone who's not uh, in that bunch. Of course, naturally. And that's one of my favorite things about the draft every year. Even though it's annoying, I can feel like I'm trying to catch smoke, and you think, oh, they'll take one of these guys, and then they never do. So your draft prep isn't necessarily a waste, but it doesn't go to great use because now you got to learn about somebody that you hadn't previously read about or the Bucks took someone completely off of your radar. It's one of my favorite things about the draft, though. Teams value players so differently than experts do, right? Like Mel Kuyper will have his big board. All of these draft analysts, Mike Renner, friend of show, will have his big board, and they'll compare this guy. Well, Mike Renner has this guy at eight. 
And Mel Kuyper has this guy at 11. Well, 90% of NFL GMs have this guy at like 25. And you don't realize that till draft night, right? You think a player's going to go at 10, and he ends up going at 30. It's clear that GMs' boards look very different than us, even people who do this for a living. And I do not do this for a living. So last night when Milwaukee's pick comes around, Ty Ty Washington is on the board from Kentucky. That's somebody we talked about a little bit yesterday. Somebody who I think we all had on our mind is like, well, if he falls, intriguing option, young developing point guard. EJ Liddell was there as well. So those are two guys I was watching. Okay, if either one of those gets to 24 and the Bucs take him, I'll be happy. The Bucs pick at 24, Washington goes 29, Liddell goes 41. A lot of people thought EJ Liddell would come off the board before the Bucs pick. No, he lasted almost another 20 picks. You just never know how GMs are going to place value on these players in a different way than we do. Bochamp, 6'6", wing, 7-foot wingspan, 21 years old, played in the G League last year. It always makes me laugh, and I tweeted this before the show, makes me laugh when people rag on G League competition. It's like, well, he's playing against scrubs in the G League. Oh, okay. So what does that make Brad Davison, Ben Carlson, and all these other scrubs that we see in the Big Ten every year? Is that any different? Like, what... Are you telling me the, the the Big Ten is stocked with NBA players top to bottom? Brad Davison's a nice player, but he's not an NBA level, level caliber competitor. You know what I mean? It's not like Jade Nivey's going up against the best of the best at the NBA level. G League is similar, right? You're going to have some guys who are really high level, some guys who are a little bit lower. But either way, in the G League, they are playing professional basketball, right? I don't know why we're knocking G League competition. His strengths, good defender, good rebounder, good finisher. Made 65% of his shots as a finisher in the half court uh, in uh, the top 10 of non-bigs. So when you take out centers uh, and you just look at wings or guards, he's in the top 10 for finishing percentage in the half court. So he's good around the rim. He likes attacking. He's physical, plays good defense, rebounds. He does the, the garbage man things. His weaknesses are basically everything else. Not a great jump shot it's hitchy it's inconsistent he didn't shoot a lot despite playing a lot of minutes he averaged i think less than three three-point attempts per game shot 27 percent from three not a great processor all of those things considered i'm fine with this pick it's fine i'm not gonna jump up and down although i don't know the last draft pick that i jumped up and down for i don't, I don't know our teams normally are picking near the back of the first round so when are we gonna jump up and down about a third string cornerback that the Packers draft you know what I mean like we're just we don't normally jump up and down for guys because we're not gunning for the next franchise superstar we're not gunning for the next quarterback to lead our team for the next decade right I'm fine with this pick wings are super valuable they need younger athletic rotation guys hopefully he can do that this doesn't have to be complicated for those worried about the shooting yeah he's going to need to get a better jump shot to be a significant contributor and to play a lot of minutes and to play at a high level and to be a consistent NBA rotation player. But guys, you can't just draft three-point specialists every year. You can't use first-round picks on 24-year-olds from Villanova who are three-point specialists because there's no given that that's going to, one, translate to the NBA, and two, you can't just have a team full of three-point specialists. It's not as simple as surround Giannis with as many shooters as possible and then just... You're done. That's not it. You need guys who can create for themselves. You need guys who can drive. You need guys to rebound. You need more complete players. You can't have four Kyle Corvers around Giannis, right? Well, they drafted a guy who can't shoot, and they need shooting. No, they need good players. They have Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen. Those are great shooters, right? They need 
creators, rebounders, guys who can run the floor. They need guys who can do all sorts of things. It's not just as simple as surrounding Giannis with three-point specialists, right? That's kind of what they did in 2019, and it didn't really work because once Giannis got triple-teamed and no one was hitting shots, they didn't have anywhere else to turn. Really quickly, we're going to talk to Hector in Alaska because we got to get to Buck's film room here in a few minutes. Hector, what's going on? What, what happened with all the three-point shooters in the playoffs? What do the Bucks need another three-point shooter that's going to go cold and not be able to do anything else because that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to shoot the ball. So I think it's a good pick, somebody that's going to finish around the basket, someone that's a little bit bigger, a little more physical. I think it'll be. I think that they did a good job. Plus, I'd rather have someone in the G League than come fresh out of college because even though the G League isn't, you know, the NBA, it is still a step up. So overall, good. Um, I did want to just comment quick because you kind of disrespected my boy Bradley Beal, <laughs> saying he'd be a, like everybody else. But if he was going to leave, he would have already done it. He's been there for how many years just struggling with them. And I think he's one of those few remaining franchise players like Kobe. Yeah. With the same guy, uh, same team. I think with him, uh, you got Porzingis who has shown that he can play. Yes, it's not on the same level as when he first came in. But having another guy there like Johnny Davis that gives you another option might elevate Porzingis. So I I like the pick um, for Johnny. And like I said when I spoke before uh, the draft about him, I think he's a lot more ready than most guys uh, to step into that, that starting role and contribute right away. Um, and I'm a big fan of Bradley Beal. I respect a guy who's not going to bail uh, or LeBron his way out when it gets a little bit tough. So um, love the pick. Bucks did great. And uh, I'm, I'm already ready for the next uh, NBA season, but I am a football guy, so let's get going on that. Yeah, and Hector, I'm going to run somewhere to let you go. I appreciate the call, man. Have a nice weekend. Yep. Let's, uh, let's do a Wisco Sports Show Summer League trip, right? We're going to sell 15 tickets, and we're going to load up the coach section on a Spirit Airlines flight, and we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to watch summer league games together. You know how we'll do bus trips to American Family Field or to Badger games. No, no, no. We're doing a Spirit Airlines trip to Vegas to go see summer league games. By the way, really quickly, Hector, not to poo-poo on your parade. I hope you're right about Bradley Beal. I think he likes Washington. I think he likes being the guy. But you asked if he was going to leave, you would have done it already. Well, he doesn't have that Supermax yet, though. You know what I mean? Like, that would be one reason he's still there. He can get more money from Washington than any other team. And once he gets that signed, well, then if he wants to request a trade in a year, then he takes that contract with him, a contract he can't get anywhere else. Does that make sense? Okay, uh, we're two minutes behind. I apologize to Brian. We got to talk to Bucks Film Room. Brian Sampson coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. An hour ago, Johnny Davis retweeted Taco Bell's official tweet. Uh, it's a picture of the sign at the West Ab Taco Bell. It says, congrats, Johnny Davis. The league ain't ready for you. It's been that way for a couple of weeks. Brian Sampson is here. Bucks Film Room. Mr. Film Room. Have you driven by this West Ab Taco Bell and seen this motivational sign? I just drive past it, even though I don't have to, just to give it a glance. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually see it every day on my way to work. And and I want to plug in, there's actually two former Central alumni, both basketball stars, who are representing Taco Bell in ads right now. R- who's the other one? Uh, Lucas Holland. He's on um, their kind of like, I don't know what the right term is, but like advertising the Crunchwrap Supreme. I guess if you go to any Taco Bell, he's on there eating a Crunchwrap Supreme or doing something in this big old, you know, all those posters or whatever that they have in the windows. Really? He's on there. Have you had, so, since its return, a Mexican pizza by chance? I have not. I Maybe that's it. what he's advertising. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Dude, Crunch Crunchwrap Supremes, uh, a tip for everyone. I go to Taco Bell a lot. Um, get the Crunchwrap Supreme, but swap the beef for chicken. Uh, a, a brand new take on a timeless classic. It's a little lighter. It's not as... Um, Greasy is the wrong word, but you know, you get the cheese and the beef. It starts to weigh you down. The chicken is, it's a brand new spin on, on just a delicious item. So while we're talking Taco Bell, I, I feel the need to mention that. Uh, I actually think the Marjan Beauchamp pick is a rather straightforward one. Like I was trying to write down ideas of things to talk about tonight and there's not much to say. Like, I don't know. He's a wing. Wings are good. We'll see if he turns out. Is that an oversimplification of this pick? No, I mean, I think that's accurate. Anybody who says that they know what's going to happen is lying or doing it for clicks or attention or whatever. There's so much volatility. There's so much unknown, so many unknowns when it comes to these picks that, yeah, I mean, he has the chance to become a real player for the Bucks, and he has a chance to be a bust just like almost every other pick. So, yeah, I mean, I think those traits are there for him to be able to contribute to what Milwaukee needs. I feel like every player has a chance to boom and a chance to bust. And when we react to the Packers draft or the Bucks or whoever, we recognize that. Well, you won't know for a couple of years. You got to see how it plays out. And I totally 100% agree with that. However, when you're making bets on certain players, I think there are positions that are better bets than others. I think right now in basketball in 2022, if there's any question on this guy or that guy, you're betting on him anyways, especially in the mid to late first round. Might as well be a wing, right? I'd rather bet on a wing than a three-point specialist or a small point guard or a center, right? Wings are where the money's at, right? Yeah, and especially for where the Bucks are at right now, I think that he can do he can he can check a lot of those boxes. Um, he can contribute right away at a position that they need contributions from. He. So people like get caught up in the shooting stuff and there are major question marks about his shot and what that looks like. And he has a lot of work to do, in my opinion, in that area. And there are more ways to be an NBA player than just shooting threes. Like you want to have a diverse scoring profile as a team. So you don't want only guys who can shoot. You want guys who can cut off ball, guys who can finish through contact. You want guys who can hit mid-rangers, threes, layups, dunks, everything. And so I think that is something that gets lost in this is, yeah, he's not a good shooter. And anybody who's saying that hasn't watched his game, but there are more ways to be an NBA player than just to be a good three-point shooter. Well, and here's something else that bothers me. Like, I'm in a lot of group chats, and we're talking about the pick, and people who hate this pick basically boil it down to this. They say, well, the Bucks need shooting, and they got a guy who can't shoot. Okay, every team needs shooting always. But here's the thing. You can't just take a 24-year-old white guy off of a Final Four team who's a three-point specialist every year. Right, that's you can't build a team that way. I think the Bucks in 2019, it was Giannis drives, 
kicks to a shooter. That's how they built the team. It was Giannis and specialists. Or the Cavs, like those later years. It was LeBron and specialists. You can't build a team of just specialists. So I understand three-point shooting isn't his strong suit, but you can't just get the best 24-year-old who has a jumper every year and expect to build a team that way. You're going to run out of gas. Personnel-wise, you need guys who do other things, right? Yeah, absolutely. You need guys who do other things. And the Bucks, they had the they finished fifth in the NBA last year in three point percentage. So when you look at eighty two games, they were the fifth most accurate team shooting from behind the arc. Yes, they struggled in the playoffs in twelve games, but if you look at a ninety four if you combine playoffs and regular season, like they they need more shooting, just like you said, just like every other team. But they also, for 82 games, were one of the most accurate shooting teams from the outside. And I think what what they're, what Beauchamp brings is a guy who can score in other ways. If you watch the Heat, one of the things that the Heat do really well is they cut off ball. Jimmy Butler, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's a great weak side cutter. So he'll know when his guy's looking away. He'll slip to the basket, easy dunk. That's what, that's what Beauchamp brings to the table is that guy who can cut off ball the Bucks they run a lot of isolation basketball. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew, and all and now they got a guy who can cut off ball and then finish through over above whatever in traffic. And so I think that helps too because they can still have those guys like Pat Connaughton, like Grayson Allen, who can knock down threes, but then they add another guy who can bring a different element. So now the defense has to not just worry about the three point line, but more areas of the court. You could add a shooter every year. Um, at some point the threes aren't gonna fall. Right. And you could you could burn out in the playoffs because you can't hit threes and you could say, well, we need more shooters or you could take the approach that we need to be better prepared for when our threes are falling. We need guys who do other things. And I like how you mentioned cutting because the Bucks get really static offensively. Bochamp, by the way, yeah. I love this. I have a statistic for you made sixty five point three percent of his shots as a finisher in the half court. Now, that's top 10 among non bigs in the G League, according to Synergy. Uh, yep, I did that research all of myself. That wasn't copy and pasted. I think it was from Hollinger's breakdown. Um, I don't know. It's a wing. There are worse bets to make. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know that we need to lose a lot of sleep over this pick. Let's have high expectations. He seems like a nice guy with a great story, and that makes me want to cheer for him all the more. We're talking with Bucks Film Room, Brian Sampson. Find him on Twitter. Read his stuff at Forbes. A couple of the other things in this draft. Uh, let's talk about the top three. They were all very similar to me. I love the Chet gets to play with SGA. Jalen Green and Jabari Smith is going to be fun together in Houston. And I thought whoever goes to Orlando is going to be joining a pretty good group. Paulo Bancaro ends up being that guy. Do you have any specific thoughts on the top three? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about what fits your team. Is there People try to rank prospects as far as, like, potential and as if there's a clear one, two, three. But it's just like anything. If five people look at a problem, you're going to have five different solutions. And so it just depends on what each each team wants. And I think, um, you know, Orlando with the top pick, they got a guy who fits exactly what they need. And you could question, like, if they went, if they should not have gone with Jabari Smith or whatnot. But I think it's just ultimately they felt like that was their best player. And there's so many different uh, factors that play into how a player ultimately develops and turn out, including the situation that they're walking into is one, just one of the uh, puzzle pieces. So I think overall it's, yeah, I mean, maybe question it. I know there's a lot of back and forth, at least in the public's eye, as far as who's going to go first, but ultimately Orlando got a guy that they thought could meet their need and can be, can fill a role that they 
that they still need to figure out. I mean, they lost a lot of games, obviously, last year. So I think, yeah, we can question it. And and I'm always of the opinion, let's just see how it plays out. Yeah, of course. I think all three of those guys are going to a place where they can succeed. Um, I think too often, and this is something we might talk about later on in the show, we're putting the onus on a team or a college program to to help a guy succeed. And and that's certainly important, but these guys got to take some responsibility too. get into the NBA, work on your game and things will work out more often than not. Uh, by the way, really quickly, I hate Woj. Okay. I, I sat down <laughs> beginning of the draft. I muted him and Shams on Twitter yesterday. Cause I didn't want spoilers. And then I sit down. We expected Jabari Smith to go number one overall, or was it Chet? I don't know. Woj tweeted about it earlier in the day. I got mad. I Jabari. muted him. Yeah. Jabari. And then I muted him. So, Paolo going number one overall would have been this great shocker, except ESPN lets him on camera to spoil the first pick. I was so pissed. <laughs> Do you remember years ago when the NBA banned him and everyone from spoiling the draft, basically? And so he just changed his verbiage from, like, oh, oh so-and-so will select to so they're narrowing in on, they have their hearts set on. He it's had so 30 different verbs for 30 different picks in the first round just telling us who they were going to pick makes me like him all the less that's not creative whoa that's not funny i I just i see him being like oh i know i'll make him laugh by doing this and said no stop spoiling it and it's not just woge like when johnny davis was going to the wizards i saw all of these people like badger people or washington people per sources they'll select it's like hey guys they're just going to tell us on tv in two minutes why are we treating this like life or death like you need to get the word out for it like what value is that i don't know twitter's i love twitter but that part of Twitter weirds me out. Like, who gets it? Who cares? The news is going to break in two minutes. Uh, whatever. My second favorite team is the Kings, although the Pistons Oof. are intriguing. The, the Pistons, But they're in the Eastern Conference with my Bucks, so that might a little conflict of interest there. Um, my Kings took Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey, which is the most predictable thing ever. Do you have thoughts on that? That little moment at 4-5 between the, the two Big Ten guys? Yeah, I mean, I think you phrased it perfectly. The most predictable thing ever. I, I think it's safe to say the Kings went full Kings right there. Yeah. Um, I think they, I mean, time will tell. Obviously, you need to put that plug in. But um, I think they tried to get too cute, and they tried to outsmart a lot of smart people. And I don't know that that was the right move. I mean, it was, in my opinion, easy selection of going with Ivy. But they, I mean... We'll see how it plays out, but I just don't know how that's going to work for them. I think they that's why they've been in picking up high for how long now? Decades, right? So, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. I'm sorry to hear that you're a Kings fan. That's probably not a wise decision. Well, here's why. Can I, can I explain this? So, I, I like a second team because in the winter when nothing's going on and I go home and I want to watch games, the Bucks aren't playing. I like a team to... Like, follow. Like, I, I follow some Kings beat people. Like, I just like another flavor on my NBA Twitter timeline. So I picked the Kings because there's no expectation at all. There's none. Like, any joy that they bring me will be icing. It'll be gravy. It's fine. Um, and they're a West Coast team, so they're on late at night. So after the primetime games are played and I want to watch a little something in bed, the Kings are normally playing, and that's fun. And then they got Tyrese Halliburton, which is amazing because he's the Oshkosh guy and all that. And then they traded. I still don't understand why they did that. Um, although I did get to see, uh, I, I went to see this last January, Pride Night at Pfizer Forum, and we got to see Halliburton before they traded him. So many Kings jerseys. It was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, you do you, do you with the Kings. I mean, nobody's <laughs> perfect. Everyone has flaws. Um, the Pistons are going to be fun. Do you think so? I'm very interested. I think Cade Cunningham is not appreciated, not talked about enough. He's awesome, and we don't really talk about him much. 
Yeah, from a Bucks perspective, you should be worried about what's going on in Detroit. Mm. They they got something going there. They're getting assets. They got Cade Cunningham. They're they're getting players. Ivy's a a real um, swing for the fences type prospect who who on paper or if he develops like he should or like people think, then you, you got to keep an eye on them. I think they're they're right now flying under the radar. People are not worried, but in two three years, if if this keeps going, like they're going to be a real threat at the end of Giannis's prime. So yeah, I mean it's 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 great right now. It's fun to see them build, but I I worry about how that's going to play out, and 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 I worry that they are going to have their run here at at, at a, a dominance in the division. The Pistons won twenty three games last year. The Knicks won thirty seven. If I gave you two to one odds to bet that the Pistons would win more games than the Knicks, would you would you throw a little money on that? Just a little bit. This upcoming year? Yeah, that's why it's tough. This year, I feel like, no. I'm, I'm trying to uh, phrase it as, like, watch out. The the Pistons might do this. Or, like, Atlanta. Like, what if the Pistons sneaky were just as good as Atlanta? But I feel like Atlanta was so underwhelming last year, they have to come back. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to frame it. But year two, they might not jump their win total by a whole lot. Like, do they go from 23 wins to 30? I, I don't know. What if they get Aiton? That changes things. That's a real pro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's too much offseason to play out, especially with the veterans and the cap space. Detroit has a ton of cap space, and, and, and Aiden is a target, and he would just, yeah, he would increase that. So I would not take that bet. I, I like to play it safe. I'd, I'd wait to see because, right. yeah, I think Detroit has some other players that will line up with their timeline um, and w- could expedite that process. People forget that Sadiq Bay dropped 50 towards the end of the year last year. That tends yeah. to fly under the radar. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Well, Brian, this was a pleasure and a privilege as always. I like reading your stuff. Your breakdown of the pick last night was really great. And I'm looking forward to Summer League. By the way, I don't know if you, right before you came on, uh, sometimes our radio station, we do bus trips to Brewer Games. I, for this show, I want to get a group of 15 and we're going to buy a section of seats on a spirit flight to Vegas and take a trip to go watch Summer League games. Would you be interested in that? Yeah, miss me with spirit. Oh, it's kind of a fun adventure, though. Come on, be on it. It's kind of a fun roll of the dice, don't you think? I mean, for somebody else's life, not for mine. <laughs> okay, okay. Fine. You're play it safe. We've established that the last couple of minutes. Okay, thanks, Brian, for the time. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mr. Film Room himself, Brian Sampson. We appreciate him. All right, maybe Southwest. Just a couple extra bucks. It's less money to gamble when we get there. Okay. I'll give you that. Spirit is kind of a fun adventure. Like, flying stinks in general. Save a couple of bucks, and it just stinks a little bit more. It's not getting that much worse than it already is. You're not flying first class. Anyway, coach on a Delta flight is not that much different than coach on a Spirit. Maybe it's a little different, but not that much. So we're going to – we're in the preliminary steps. We haven't selected an airline yet. We'll get a sponsor. We'll figure it out for our summer league trip. Let's take a break. We'll talk more NBA draft, more Johnny Davis, coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Happy Friday. I hope your week is just coming to a thrilling conclusion. Brewers Blue Jays tonight. This is going to be fun. See some pictures. They're wearing their City Connect jerseys for the first time, which I don't want to rain on the parade. If you like them, good. Buy them. Enjoy them. I will think no less of you, but I think they suck, personally. (laughs) 
just bring back the classic baby blues. If you want to wear baby blue jerseys, just come out with a new version of the baby blues that they wore in the 80s. Put a new patch on them. You can still sell something new, but we don't have to have the weird grill on the side. This, this city, the Milwaukee, it's just... Well, we love to tailgate. Everyone loves to drink outside. Everyone likes to grill. Okay? Yes, we do it in a parking lot, but maybe we don't need a, a jersey just themed about it. And then we definitely don't need the explanation on social media. We had Andrew Wagner on the show was that yesterday, two days ago. When was that? I think it was two days ago. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. And I just had to throw him that bone because I knew he was going to be pissed. Hey, Andrew, what do you think of the City Connect jerseys? Oh, they're an abomination. Knew it. Just chum in the water for our friend Andrew Wagner. By the way, Adam McAlvey, another friend of show, tweeted out a picture of the media scrum around Rowdy Telez. Um, and it's a bunch of Toronto reporters because he used to play for the Blue Jays, obviously. And he captioned the picture, Rowdy was honored with a crowd of Toronto reporters today. And I see Andrew on the left side and I tweeted at him, you're a Canadian? He said, I am this weekend. I could actually see Andrew being a, a, a Canuck, a Canadian. Woodworking, loves peace and quiet, the outdoors, loves his dog. I think his lifestyle would fit right in in Canada, honestly. Uh, but I don't actually think he's Canadian. Maybe just for the weekend, like he said. So Rowdy Telez, Brewers, Blue Jays tonight, City Connect jerseys. A fun, unique opponent with some names that we don't often get to see because they don't play the Brewers very often and because baseball makes it impossible to watch out-of-market teams because they suck. So enjoy the series this weekend. We'll talk more Brewers. Craig Council, going to join the show at 530. It won't be live, but he will join the show. We'll talk more NBA Draft and Johnny Davis next. With the 10th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Washington Wizards select Johnny Davis from the University of Wisconsin. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. We don't have a Brewers lineup yet. Do we? Did I miss it? The Brewers lineup come out. I feel like it should have been out by now. I messed up all my Twitter notifications. So I have Twitter for no- Twitter notifications turned on for basically everyone who's a guest on the show, because that means I really like what they tweet or what they say. Uh, most of our teams, especially the Brewers, because when they tweet roster moves and lineup moves uh, or New Jersey's, for example, then I see it. No lineup yet. Okay. So we wait. It's fine. Ah, these City Connect jerseys are just not the ticket, I don't think. I just don't. Nope. Can't get there. Talk with Andrew Wagner the other day. I want them to bring back, just for a game or two, the green 90s jerseys. The really ugly ones. I, I don't think they're ugly. But a lot of people do. I want to bring those back. Those were cool. The diamond logo on the hat. I was a big fan of those. Brewers Blue Jays tonight. Pre-game will start in about an hour all across the Brewers Radio Network. That is after the Wisco Sports Show has concluded. Of course, I want to talk more NBA Draft, more Johnny Davis, and Craig Council is going to join the show in a half hour. Not live, uh, but we will hear his voice. <laughs> Bill Michaels had him on today. 
And Ben Kenny and Bill were nice enough to send me the audio. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Speaking of Bill Michaels, did anyone hear this part of the show today? I don't. What what was going on? I was sent this 10 second clip and now I got to get it to actually work. Hold on. It's the first time I've ever used a computer in my life. Uh, what is what is this? What was going on on Bill's show today? Oh, Graham probably just wants to take his clothes off anyway. Just run around lacrosse. Oh, there's Graham Bills again. <laughs> look at him. He's over there. He's trying to push the uh, don't walk button without using his hands. Look at him. You know, that kind of thing. So, oh, what? What was this? What is that? Is that is that what you think I do? Do you think I run around lacrosse naked? Where did Bill get that? Who's been telling Bill things about me? Ridiculous. I didn't even get to his cigar dinner on Wednesday. 608-796-2558. Give me, a t- give me a text or a call. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant, where I tweeted that clip. Um, still have no context as to why that was brought up, why that was a thing. I saw that the stream on his Twitter video said Craig Council, and I said, oh, my God, he's talking to Craig Council, and I open it up, and they're talking about me running around lacrosse naked. That's nice. Speaking of lacrosse, Johnny Davis was drafted last night. Let's get back to talking about that. If you have anything to add, you can give me a call, as does our friend Dan in Broadhead. Dan, what's going on? <laughs> How you doing, Grant? Good. Uh, I was just I'm fully clothed, by the way. Fully clothed. Did not take yeah, the I, I wanted to give you a, I wanted to give you a call and clear that up. I Good. believe uh, Bill was talking about a guy who had uh, lost his job because he was driving around uh, in his car naked. And uh, there was something about that and that, that he had actually been fired from a previous job uh, for walking around the building and office naked. Oh. So he was talking about somebody having a fetish and then, uh, I don't know, all of a sudden, as normal with uh, the zone guys, Grant Bills gets brought into it. <laughs> but, hey, I guess, you know, negative attention is still attention, right? I mean, I guess. I, I Again, I, I'm a little hurt still about not going to the cigar dinner. I feel like I, I missed out a little bit on that. I, 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 I'm hurt. Truly, I am. Was it that you chose not to go or you were not invited? Yeah, well, everyone's invited. I, I could have bought a ticket like anyone else. I, I, you know, I was hoping for a little bit more personal, you know, maybe get a text from Bill, at least a Twitter DM or something. No, I was invited. I could have bought a ticket like everyone else, but geez, I'm not made of money here. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. I also had a... Uh, a comments about yesterday you were talking about the brewers you know you don't want them to necessarily be hot in may and june the more important thing is is uh, them being hot you know august september going into the postseason and it kind of gave me a little bit more of a bright side with my white socks how much of a disappointment they've been with uh tony la Russa putting you know sunday lineups out there to get guys hurt is Tony La Russa senile? Because I think he is until he has a press conference, and then he has some witty response to whatever the question is. I, I don't know. I feel like they might not let him drink until uh, after the game, and then he starts <laughs> feeling normal again. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good point. All right. Point taken. <laughs> yes, you got me there, Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... But just wanted to give you two of those. You were wondering what was going on with the uh, Grant Bills naked thing, and uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, you gave me a little bit more positivity towards my team with the way that you make it seem like, hey, get everything right during these June, July months, and then uh, you know get it going in August, September, and yeah. stick around the top of the division, and uh, 
get into the playoffs on a hot note. Yeah, I feel that way. I mean, the Brewers and the White Sox, just because they haven't gotten hot yet doesn't mean they will get hot at some point. It doesn't mean they won't. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just that getting hot in June doesn't really mean anything. So let's not be bummed out that we're not hot in June. You can really tell how I'm rationalizing this as a fan. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> well, anyway, you have a great weekend, and, uh, you know, I'll be back on Monday, and uh, maybe we'll have a phone call, and maybe we'll bring Evo by and have a conversation with him. Excellent. And we'll all be fully clothed. Thank you, Dan. Have an outstanding weekend. Dan and Broadhead, 608-796-2558. Yeah. Also, you know, lacrosse, we're a, we're a city of, uh, you know, we're, we're not like, how do I put this delicately? You know, if anyone's running around naked in the street, it's happening on State Street. Okay, let's just let's just clear that up. That's not to say that there's some massive ideological difference between Madison and Lacrosse. That's not what I'm getting at. Obviously, politics are uh, tricky today. Um, but if anyone's running around naked, it's Ben Kenny in that city uh, because that's the kind of thing that they do. Oh God, thank you, David Monona, the perfect the perfect individual to tackle such touchy subjects. Dave, what's going on? Oh, that'll be five minutes I'll ever get back. But Dan, Dan, you just stick to the Sugar River goat cart races with all with all the people down there, all the people down there, toothless and shoeless. What? Yeah. Okay. And, what did well, Dan say that set you off? That was a nice call I just had with Dan. That was bored me to death. He's down. He's down there outside fitting people, fitting people for shoes and new tees. But no, <laughs> hey, you know, a couple of things. One with, with, with Bill. No wait, look, don't let that bother you. Bill's a phony. He has a hell of a show. But when it comes to his sponsors, he could care less. Oh, that you should have okay. you should have had a personal no, uh, you should have had a personal invite. You are in lacrosse, you are the toxic person lacrosse. That should have been a standing invitation. And and that's just that's just you know, don't take it personal. That's just who Bill is, but I'm uh I'm I'm not I'm not taking it overly personally. Mostly I'm doing it as a bit. Part of me inside wanted an invite. Um but Well you should have. You should have been invited you're because damn right. uh, but, you're damn right. Yeah, because I mean, but that's you know that's who he is, and he, he could care less. But all right, now that I've got that out of the way, but I'm trying to. I did find it funny though. Grimms running around, running around. Uh, now, can you imagine if you're blind and you really had to hit the the, the stop and go light without without your hand? Without your hand. <laughs> At least you have clothes on. At least you have clothes on. Jeez, uh, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a visualization. But anyway, it real is. reason Johnny Davis. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have he couldn't have picked a worse team to go to. I mean, I team to draft him. Washington stinks. Bradley Beal is going to be gone. Davis is not a really good shooter. And to, to go to a team where they have no good shooters, they're going to probably lose 50 games. It's unfortunate he got stuck with that team, and he might be pigeonholed in his three years. He might be done unless he develops an oh. outside game and gets you know, traded. You know, he might be having to get his three years. Well, I wait, hope he wait, wait. Well. if he's got to develop, uh, if he's got to develop his game, anyways, it's not like the Wizards are going to win next year. So he kind of fits their timeline. Like if he needs time to develop, that might be fine with where he is. I don't know. I but yeah, they, the Wizards stink, and, and might, I, I don't think they're the best organization. But the idea that he's doomed as a player, I, I don't want to go down that. Well, road. I mean, just doomed. That's not a personalization. Just as a player going to a team that can't win. Who, who can't develop? If John Wall wanted to get the hell out of there, you know, Bradley Beal wants to get out of there, yeah. and now you got a guy going there, and, and to expect they're going to they're going to teach him and train him, and it's just, you know, you know, I'm glad for his family. Uh, all those players deserve, you know, deserve to get what they get. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, all, I'm glad for him, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah, like I said, man, you should, you know, at least Bill should have said you're what, around lacrosse with no shoes with your Lulu with your Lululemons. I don't know if I can buy Lululemons in any store in lacrosse. Do you have to go to a Lululemon store to get them? I know there's one, or there was one at one point in the Mall of America. I went there before the pandemic. This was years ago. I'm sure you can get them somewhere in Madison. You live in the, the how do I put that? I need a word that's not liberal, but you, Dave, you live in the city where people are walking around in Lulus. Here in lacrosse, we 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 have a brewery. We work at we work at the Quick Trip Distribution yeah. Center. We walk around with work love- boots on. Damn it! I lo- I love lacrosse. Now, Madison, the inner cities of Madison are made up of people. Uh, you know, liberals not really. I always I always say Madison's made up of a, a arrest and release. That's what I tell people across the country. We arrest <laughs> you, then we then we release you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think liberal might have been a a better way to put it. Actually, now that I See, let's go back to liberal. That's not so bad after all. And then when you, when you go when you go downtown, you make sure you wear a uh, a bulletproof vest because you're either going to get robbed, raped, or killed. You know, uh, you know moving past that, what do you think of the Bucks pick, Dave? Do you have any thoughts on him, Marshawn? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. I was I, I was hoping like hell they were going to trade you know, trade that pick and and uh, the big the big guy uh, Brooke. Because they're not going to win with their current roster. You right. can see who, you know, the, well, Middleton, I don't know if they would have won Middleton. He's their only really shooter. I mean, Holiday is, you know, he's hit and miss. You have, um, uh, I told you, until until Giannis decides to get a, a three-point shooting, 35 40%, I mean, they're not going to win championships. You know, they, they missed uh, Miss Middleton. They probably, you know, probably could have won. I told you, he needs to work on his three-point shooting instead of having babies this offseason. That's just look. I, I get what you're. I get where you're going there. He needs to hit threes. Get rid of Allen. Get, get rid of Allen. Mm-hmm. Allen's got to go. He, he he brought no value after the game one. You get rid of him. You got Connaughton. You know, John Horse is probably going to pull off some kind of a deal. But they got to get somebody in there who can, uh, you know, guard the perimeter and then shoot from the perimeter. Besides Middleton, yeah. you can't depend on him. And, you know, Holiday's good inside. Giannis is good inside. But you can't depend on Middleton from the outside. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. That actually sounded kind of intelligent. I kind of like that. Sure. But, yeah, we can. That, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to talk about the Bucks for a couple right. more minutes. I appreciate the call, Dave. Anyway, Dan, I need a pair of shoes, Dan, down on Broadway. Thank you. And it's Broadhead. I don't get the reference. Do they make shoes down there? Used to make shoes in lacrosse. Red Wing. Red Wing. We're hardworking, hardworking individuals here. Blue collar. Um, I just should have left the whole naked in the street thing alone. Why did I bring that up? It's dumb to open that bag of chips. Yeah, Marjan Bochamp, 6'6", six, six, foot wingspan. So if the Bucks need somebody else to defend and guard on the perimeter, he can hopefully do that. That's his biggest strength right now. And he's got to work on a shot. It's hitchy. It's inconsistent. A lot of basketball people and scouts, and even Brian, we talked about a half hour ago, are a little hesitant with that. It's It needs a lot of work. It doesn't mean he can't fix it, but it needs a lot of work, which takes time. Uh, and hopefully he's willing to put in the work. Listening to him talk last night, I mean, what are you going to say? It's your draft night. Like, you got to get up to the microphone and be like, well, you know, just getting drafted. I'm actually I'm actually pretty, pretty satisfied. I don't know if I'm going to put much more work in now that I got my paycheck. <laughs> They're never going to say that. But he seems like a guy that wants to work hard. He's going to have to to develop his jumper. But I think Brian back at 430 made a really good point. They need someone who can cut and move and do things off the ball. And that's not really Chris. 
It's not really Juru because he's the point guard. It's not really Brooke. Giannis can cut, but he's not sneaking up on anyone. Bochamp is a guy who can move around, cut towards the basket, be active, and that's something he did in the G League. Um, that's how he got a lot of his points. He was a finisher. So I'm 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 very happy with this pick. I'm not jumping up and down. I'm not upset. I, I think it's a smart bet to make for the Bucks and where they're at. And we'll see if it pans out. Brett is in lacrosse. Uh, we're going to leave politics alone. And what else did Dave bring up that we don't need to touch, Brett? Let's just have a very civil call. Can can we do that, Brett? Yeah, of course. All right. And it's uh, it's it's Brett in uh, Westby right this second. Oh, you're in Westby. Oh, it's a beautiful day to I'm drive around driving. down there, I bet. Yeah, you know, well, I'm on my way, my way home to Basquiat, uh because I got a golf tournament this weekend. So mm. that uh, I got to get a practice round in tonight. And Good for you. Three rounds tomorrow, three rounds Sunday. You're honing your craft. What is it? Is it a, 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 a PGA event? What, what kind of opener? What kind no, of tournament? It's, it's, it's a member guest tournament oh, Okay, with my little brother. I don't golf. I don't know what that means, but we'll move past it. What's going on? Oh, not much. It was actually kind of an entertaining call from from Dave and Monona for the first time ever. Dave's always that. I, look, I always enjoy Dave's calls. Dave is a very nice person. He's very genuine. I think a lot of people who maybe don't hear him every time he calls thinks he totally sucks. And he'll yeah. throw some things out there. But I, Dave will always give us a take. <laughs> and I look, he believes in what he says. I, he's not calling in just to stir the pot. Uh, he's a genuine no. guy. Well, it depends. It, it he he does when it comes to uh, Chicago sports. If if he wants to say anything bad about Wisconsin sports compared to Chicago sports, he's all over it. Yeah, I mean that's what I do about Chicago sports. Like if the Vikings come up and we're in a season where the Vikings maybe beat the Packers once or twice, like I'll start to get salty. I'll throw shade on the Vikings. I'm I'm a oh, child. Yeah. Sports will turn me into a child. Not very often, oh, yeah. but they will do it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, no, I just wanted to call and say hey, and and also uh, seeing Johnny go last night. His outfit yeah. was fantastic. Oh, wasn't it? I loved it. Man. It was smooth. It wasn't. It wasn't in your face. Yeah. It wasn't loud. It was very smooth, no. and it 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 kind of let Johnny speak for himself. If that makes sense, it was subdued. Yeah, and it was. Classy. It, well, he was wearing uh, central red. Yeah, so you bet. that was cool. river river hot um, and, red, and if badger. You will. Yeah, whatever. Um, also, also Badger Red. So he had the red going, and it was a very well put together outfit. And I I saw the picture before the draft started, and I was like, he already looks like an NBA player with that outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he just fits right in. Looking the part. That's so, the, that's the first step. Yeah, it was cool. I'm I'm happy for the guy. Um, I don't know about you know Dave's take on he couldn't handpick a worse team to be drafted by because dude's going to make some money being drafted number 10. Uh, plus, maybe he becomes the stud. Maybe yeah. he is the stud from the get-go. He does have an outside shot. He's never not. and He's just a very, very good mid-range shot. You know, so Dave, Dave might have a point about over. handpicking a worse. Here's the issue, right? All the teams at the top, the Magic, the Thunder, the Rockets... They're teams that are young and developing, and a young player can can go fit in there, right? Now, those teams were terrible last year, but it makes sense for a young player like Johnny to go there. The problem is once you start getting towards 10, 11, 12, which is where Johnny went, you have these teams that are in an awkward middle ground, right? right. So Johnny's going to go there, and he's not going to be good enough to immediately transform a team, and he's not going to a team that's young and developing. It's that awkward middle ground. So I, I get it. 
I don't really know how Bradley Beal, their best player, is going to fit in moving forward. Again, I, I think he wants to get his big contract and then see. And you know what? If Bradley Beal leaves, okay, well, then Johnny Davis can be the guy they build around if that's what they want to do, and he can kind of play with some freedom, take shots, and and really develop and, and get a lot of experience without being under too much pressure. I don't know with the Wizards. That, that team is a big question mark to me. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, honestly, at this point, it's, it's just root for the local kid, you know? Oh, 100%. He, he's getting to go play in the NFL, and he's leaving lacrosse. How or sorry, in the NBA, not the NFL. Um, and who else does that? Nobody else locally for us. No, Matt so Thomas. It, hey, Matt Thomas. Cool. Matt Thomas did. Well, yeah, that's true. Thomas is there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You should try to see if you can hook up with Dave. Well, not Dave. Do Bill. Dave probably has still more power in the area than Bill does, but hook up with Bill and see if you can get some sort of Johnny Davis signing up here um, before he leaves. I'm what, sure like, he's a, already... like a Johnny Davis cigar dinner type of thing? No, forget that, because you would have to pay to go. So let's do something <laughs> where you don't have to pay. You know what? You know what? Screw this. I'm going to host my own cigar dinner, and it's going to be Swisher Sweets, and you're going to get a two-pack. They're worth two bucks, but that's your gift when you come in, and we're going to yep. host it in the parking lot of the West Ave Taco Bell that has the Johnny Davis yeah. congrats sign on. That's going to be our cigar dinner, and it's free, and anyone can attend. Yeah. You don't even need to buy tickets. And, yeah, and our host, Grant Bills, will just be riding around naked on a bike in the parking lot. Yeah, so I've heard on the – it's been a weird day, Brett. Can you tell? I, it's it's, I tell you. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even watch or listen to Bill today, but that it's just weird to me. I only I tried to get to I, go to the cigar dinner too, and it, that never yeah. happened. I only caught like twenty seconds, and he was talking about me strutting around Third Street with my you know what in my hand. So whatever. <laughs> All right, Brad, I'm gonna let you go. You get, some, get some good golf in this weekend. Good luck. Yeah, will do. Talk to you later. Yeah, have a good one. That's Brett in Lacrosse. It has been a uh, yeah, it's been a day. Let's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and pretend like the last twenty minutes didn't happen. And when we come back, we're going to have a serious conversation about the Bucks draft pick last night, Marjan Bochamp. Let's dig in. And then after that, Craig Council's going to stop by. Not live, not really, but he was on the Bill Michael Show today, and I'm going to play that audio as if it is my own. Uh, that's coming up in 15 minutes. A lot more of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network go through all the adversity and no one believing in me, you know, this is special. Kevin just talked about how unorthodox your journey has been. Yeah. One of the things that I find most curious about you is the year you took away to kind of commit to just training, not right. with a team. What have you learned about yourself? You know, I learned that, uh, you know, I'm a warrior, you know, you know, you can just throw me out there and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And I, I know I, I found God, you know, and God led me through my hardest times of my life. And, you know, I, I thank him every day now. And uh, I thank my grandma uh, and this for my grandpa, you know, uh, I'm, li I'm living for his legacy, you know, and I just want to I just want to be great. Marjan Bochamp. Bucks took him at 24 last night. Nuts path that he took. And we'll talk more specifically about that here in a minute. Went to a couple different high schools, moved around the country. That used to be a huge red flag for players. And I'm not saying that he's going to turn out to be a great player. I am saying that if he fails, it's not because he went to a bunch of different high schools. 
It used to be a red flag for draft players who went to a bunch of different high schools. It's not a red flag anymore. I went to three different high schools. I didn't. I went to one. But when I said it, did your opinion of me change? No, of course, because that would be stupid. Get over it. Oh, so we moved around a couple of times. It's all part of the challenge. It's part of the journey. Relax. Chill out. It's the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Craig Council will be here in about 10 minutes. Uh, not actually, but I have some sound from the Bill Michaels show today that I can't wait to play for you. Craig was great because, of course, he was. Always learned something when listening to him, especially with an excellent interviewer like Bill Michaels. Find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Text and call the show if you'd like, 608-796-2558. This is the audio from the draft last night where they describe his story. You could tell ESPN had a package ready to talk about him moving around and how that impacted his upbringing as a player and as an eventual NBA prospect who ended up in the G League and now with the Bucks. Here's that audio. The Milwaukee Bucks select Marjan Bochamp from the NBA G League's Team Ignite. Hear that roar, the celebration. What a journey for this young man. From the G League at the age of 21, played 12 games for Yakima Valley College before joining the G League. Average over 30 points and 10 rebounds and 5 assists. On his journey, Bochamp grew up in the heart of central Washington, just 60 miles southeast of Mount Rainier. So chasing the summit has been something that has just come natural. Tried various routes to get to tonight. How about attending three different Seattle area high schools before traveling to the southwest for a fourth and final High school stop in Glendale, Arizona at Dream City Christian. 2020, Bochamp committed himself to a rigorous training schedule instead of college. 2021, the trail led him back to Washington and Yakima Valley College, where he appeared in 12 games for the Yaks. He signed on to the G League Ignite for the 2021 season, was a breakout star, averaging a shade over 15 points a game. And now it continues as he goes to Milwaukee. And look at the tears, the emotion. So... That outlines his story, kind of how he bounced around. The names of the high schools aren't really all that important, although it was nice that they gave us those details. The point is, he started in one place, moved around, had lots of ups and downs before eventually being drafted 24th overall last night, which is part of a player's story, part of his background, and hopefully that plays into his work ethic and his resilience, right? The idea is that if a player can withstand moving once, twice, three times, still establish himself, become an effective basketball player in a new environment before doing it again and again and again, and still eventually ending up as 1% of 1%, somebody who's drafted into the NBA in the first round, right? To a contender, right? Hopefully that upbringing plays a strong part of who he is and the type of player he's going to be for the Bucks. I can't get over the music in the background of this. Like, what is this? Oh, southeast of Mount Rainier. So chasing the summit has been something that has just come natural. Try various routes like, to get to tonight. How about attending three it different sounds like Seattle area? The Lumineers, except a generic song, an instrumental on a website where you get free music. So like working in radio, right, we produce commercials and commercials often have music in the background. So you got to go on a website and find a generic thing like if i'm producing a, a commercial for a doggy daycare let's say very happy very positive i might google or search on one of these websites you know happy sunshine uh grassy field and then things come up and it's like oh i, I kind of like this so i thought listening to this music 
and kind of getting a sense. Southeastern back there. So chasing the summit has been something that. So I thought, okay, well, what if I were to produce a package, an inspirational story on one of our callers, for example? We'll use David Monona, who called in a couple minutes ago. So I found this generic acoustic music. We're going to use this. So this is pretty good, right? So I'm thinking if I worked at ESPN, let's say David Monona, we're doing a piece on a caller to the Wisco Sports Show. Here we go. I'll do this off the top of my head. I don't know where he was born and raised, but as a young man, when he could still see, going to school in lacrosse, his old stomping grounds, Howie's Hofstra Inn and Third Street, Dave received an education in something, I don't know what, before eventually residing in Monona, where he worked for a company where he has clients that need tickets to things, and Dave seems to be the guy that provides them. Now in his free time, Dave enjoys calling sports talk shows all over the state of Wisconsin, but specifically in Madison, where his voice is trademarked as the insensitive old man who just doesn't care anymore and doesn't care what your opinion of him is. He might use the word sissy. He knows it's wrong because the host has asked him to stop. But that just shows that his attitude can't be bothered. Dave in Monona. And then you get the applause. Here he comes to the podium. Well, you know, I just want to thank my family. And I, you know, I, I just love calling radio shows. And I, I hope to do it for years to come. I'm kind of carrying on my uh, my, my family legacy. And that's, that's just, that's, that's what my generation does. And I, uh, I hope to keep uh, doing it. And, you know, these younger generations, you know, they're not going to. So I got to I gotta keep going until I'm six feet under. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is my impromptu David Monona draft package. Can you tell there's not much going on this week? Thank God Ben Kenny sent me some Craig Council audio. We're going to hear from the Brewers manager coming up next. I thought Bill asked really good questions today. The interview is only about seven minutes long. And what I love about Craig Council is if you ask him a question and he doesn't really have an answer, he's not going to ramble and waste time for two minutes. He'll just be like, yeah, no. And then that's it, which means you have the opportunity to ask him something else. So I think maybe five or six questions and answers I'm going to play for you. Craig Council from the Bill Michael Show. We'll listen to that coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Really starting to like this royalty-free, generic, acoustic song. I feel like we got a lot of uses for this. It just makes whatever you're saying sound so much inspirational. Like... This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. If you'd like, you can call or text the show, whatever works better for you. 608-796-2558. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Side effects may include, but not be limited to, chronic headache, abdominal bleeding, difficulty breathing or swelling of the neck and chest, Warts on your toes and enlargement of your, I don't know, I'm not a list of symptoms here. Uh, By the way, speaking of Twitter, I am at 1,696 followers, which means we as a community uh, are four followers away from reaching the 100 mark, 1,700. So let's all band together. This is a community. We support each other. Let's band together and get my Twitter account to a clean and crisp 1700 before the week is over. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's all do that. Go find me at 
at Wisco Grant. We've talked a lot about Johnny Davis, the NBA draft last night. I feel like we've squeezed every uh, drop of juice out of that orange. If you missed the draft talk, I talked about the draft as a whole, where Johnny Davis ended up, and some of, I think, the mistakes people make in analyzing the NBA draft. Like, well, does Johnny fit with the rest of the roster? The rest of the roster is not any good. It doesn't matter if he fits there, right? So we talked about that. Talked about the latest member of the Milwaukee Bucks, Marjan Bochamp from the G League team Ignite, as Adam Silver so awkwardly mentioned. There's no natural way to get up there and say, this team selects blah, 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 with a name I can barely pronounce from a team in a league that no one's ever heard of, right? Like, it's a little clunky. But if you missed any of our draft talk, you can find it. I'll put up the podcast just after 6 o'clock. Right now, Craig Council is joining us on the line. Uh, Craig, a uh, friend of the show, it's it's good to hear from you, Craig. Uh, so if you look at the Brewers' record, um, you know, not not maybe what you guys expected, but for your uh, for all the injuries and everything you've dealt with, you got to think this is pretty good, right? Good friend, long time. Craig oh, Council shoot. now joining no, us on Craig, the phone. This is Bill. Okay, well, that kind of blew my cover. Craig is not actually on the phone. Uh, Craig joined Bill on his show today, and I was going to try to pass it off as if he was here, but I clicked Good the wrong. friend, long oh, time. Craig Council damn now it. joining us on the phone. Craig, how you doing? I labeled this one incorrectly. Craig, your record, uh, pretty good considering everything, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not very good at pre- predicting all that stuff. So, it, you know, you, you play the games, uh, you, you know, you have to deal with what's in front of you. Um, and and then you earn your record, and and so that's where we're at. Um, you know the the in- injuries obviously are challenging for every team. Uh, we've we've had a, we're on the heavy end this year. Um, it, it it you're gonna it's gonna happen to you sometimes, um, and it's happened to us. So you know we got to play with what we got. We got to work hard to get these guys better. Um, and and we're, there are some positive signs. I think we're probably you know in the process of adding three players over the next five. You know, maybe four players over the next five or six days, and and that's a good thing. Um, but that, that doesn't guarantee us wins. You know, we're still going to have to go out and, and and beat really good teams that we're playing. So Hunter Renfro's not in the lineup again tonight. Jonathan Davis is back playing center field, but Brandon Woodruff is getting close. So one of those players that is going to be added soon. Bill asked Craig today about Woody's performance in AAA and how he's looking. Yeah, I mean, from a health perspective, I think that's all we're worried about, really. Um, I, I think he's feeling good. Um, he's, he's made a ton of progress, and so uh, he's ready to go, and uh, we're, we're ready to welcome him back. 608-796-2558. Scott is here. What's going on, Scott? Hey, uh, there's a meme going around of Stephen A. Smith uh, facepalming. And in the background, it's Johnny Davis's picture. Yeah. I'm not sure because it was either because he knew in advance who the Knicks were picking or because he didn't like the Johnny pick. But in either case, that's like the most FaceTime Johnny's gotten the last 24 <laughs> hours was on that Stephen A. Smith thing. He <laughs> so, wanted the Knicks to take I, him. What the Knicks did is so stupid. Well, I feel bad for That Stephen was going to be my uh, unofficial poll is would you rather be condemned to the Wizards or to the Knicks? But he might get Kevin Durant if he goes to the well, – I mean, Durant might go to the Wizards too. I don't know. Durant's but from I, I feel DC. like he's in a better know. spot. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah the but, Knicks are just so – The here's what the Knicks did. For everyone who, who maybe doesn't follow this closely – the Knicks basically gave away their first-round pick to shred less than $10 million in salary to accommodate, hopefully, Jalen Brunson, ideally. Not guaranteed, hopefully. Jalen Brunson is nice, but if he's their best player, their team sucks. That's what the Knicks did last night. I don't know an NFL comparison for that. I, I don't know, but, yeah, Scott, it was dumb. Yeah, I, I just thought that in terms of Stephen A. Smith's reaction, 
uh, if he knew first, then that's the correct reaction. That's that's like the the veil pulled back of what everybody actually thinks about it. But he might spin it afterwards. <laughs> Make yeah, a good point out of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, Johnny Davis, good for him, and uh, great, good for lacrosse. Don't forget, he went to Central, Bronson went to Aquinas, okay? So let's get that straight, okay? Uh, I'm not even going to let you say goodbye. I'm going to hang up on you after that, Scott. I make one mistake on the show one time. We have so many high-level, incredible, like, basketball players that come from this area. Why? Sorry I mixed one up one time. We have so many. I can't count them on one hand. Aquinas, Central, on Alaska. It's only a matter of time before Logan gets one. I'm sorry. Made one mistake, and that was months ago, Scott. Tough look. You're holding grudges. That's a tough look for you. I'm not even going to have egg on my face on this. Scott, you come across as a bully here. Uh, I'll just speak for all the other callers. 608-796-2558. Dave. Dave is in Milwaukee. Look at this, a 414 number. What's up, Dave? Oh, it's like you knew. Well, I have I have great intuition when looking at numbers, and we also have caller ID, but it only works like half the time. Like This is telling me your name is Julie. That's fair. Hey, look, that's that's fair entirely. Well, I, look, I told you I'd give you a call in at some point in time, yeah. uh, but had, had to jump in. I, I'm loving what the Bucks did yesterday, and uh, you know this gives me so much better things to look at than trying to watch the Brewers right now, which is just just the most maddening thing on the face of this planet. So, uh, anytime I can find uh, any type of uh, positivity to gravitate towards uh, this time being what the Bucks did last night in Marshawn Bochamp. I mean, this is going to be a great season, and I think he's going to be far more productive than people give him credit for. Why are, Why is everyone hating? Everyone just wants to, like, the new thing is ripping John Horst because he can't draft, and we're ripping this guy because he played in the G League. Dave, I don't get it. Everyone says that, oh, the competition in the G League's no good. Excuse me, Brad Davison plays heavy minutes in the Big Ten. Like, Jaden Ivey going against Brad Davison, how is that any different than what Marshawn Bochamp is seeing in the G League? I don't get that whole knocking the level of competition thing. First of all, what do you know about the G League? Very, very little. Is that, like, readily available? Yeah, it's not readily available. So you don't know jack squat. Not to mention, the minute that it gets out of the lottery, you don't know what's going to happen with any player there. And I, I mean, look at someone like Patrick Baldwin Jr., a guy that we know pretty well here in this state. Yeah. We still don't know what's going to happen with him going to a, an insanely credible team like the Warriors. So, you know what? Relax, people. I think uh, if you focus a little bit more with some positivity, chances are positive things are going to come your way. And that being a pretty damn good career out of Marshawn Bochamp. He seems so likable. He seems like a hard worker. He seems like everything I want to cheer for, right? I, I don't know. I, I would rather take a bigger swing on a guy and hope we can find a buddy and a running mate for Giannis for the next couple of years rather than drafting. And I know this is, this is like really reductive, but I keep saying you can't just draft the 24-year-old white kid who shoots threes every year. Like you can't build an NBA finals team that way. Yeah, what, an entire team built around, like, Kirk Heinrichs and Mark <laughs> Millers and stuff like that. Yeah. That sounds like an absolute blast. Though, it does sound like a Bucks team that we used to see, like, years ago. Yeah. So, I'm, I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. Well, what do you got going on in Milwaukee tonight? Like, what, what, what are you up to? Man, I got to be funny all damn night. This, this is, like, there's pressure put on me. I'm working at the comedy club, so I got to I gotta get, like, prepared. I, you know, I'm 
Right now, I, I got the like the stank of the day on me, so I'm going to quickly shower that up, and uh, then, yeah, it's time to be funny before tomorrow I got some uh, some wrestling. Professional wrestling. Look at you. Well, Dave, we need to make this some more. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it sounds like we know each other. We kind of do. I was on Dave's podcast this week, so we, we do know each other a little bit, and I knew you were doing comedy tonight. I don't know how many Milwaukee listeners I have, but do you care to plug where you're doing comedy? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, check us out, Comedy Sports Milwaukee, 420 South 1st Street, yeah. down in historic Walker's Point. Also, we do remote, so we can gladly come to you at any point in time. <laughs> I've made the trip out there just to be funny for an hour and then drive back. Well, it's it's a, brutal, but we love doing it. Well, it's a beautiful drive, and you wrestle here in lacrosse from time to time as well, don't you? Every month. Oh, God. Got to see a show. All right, Dave. Uh, I have some Craig Council cuts that I need to play. The listeners are just clamoring for them, but I appreciate the call. Have an awesome set tonight. Have a good one. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Dave in Cudahy, to be specific. 608-796-2558. I need clarification on this text I just got before we take a break, and then we'll wrap up with the Brewers. I got this text that is uh, anonymous. It says, hi, Grant. I was working in Madison today and thought it funny when I saw a spray-painted sign in red in some random yard that stated, Arrest Ben Kenny. Now, you spelled Kenny with an I. Is there a Ben... Is there a different Ben Kenny? It's a Ben Kenny author. Uh, is this guy from Wisconsin? This doesn't seem like Vancouver, Washington. No. Why... Is there, like, an Arrest Ben Kenny movement in Madison? Because if so, I need to know more. Because I kind of want to get in on it. Because that's funny. Uh, so, please, text me. I won't out you. You can be a, a CA, a confidential informant, CI. Nice, Grant. Good with letters. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, last couple of minutes. Some Craig Council clips from the Bill Michaels show today. The Thrill Michaels show, as I'm trying to coin it. No one will get on board with me, but I'm going to keep trying. Uh, A couple minutes ago when I played the first clip, I accidentally played a clip of Bill Michaels' voice uh, as if to make it sound as though I made a mistake. Ha ha. Now, Hunter tweets in and says, nice whiff on the Council clip, Bills. LOL. Here's the thing. Seeing you tweet this in. I did it on purpose. It's like a prat fall. Chevy Chase wasn't actually falling on Saturday Night Live. He did it to entertain the masses. So sometimes, at the expense of my own competency, so it would seem, I will make a mistake on air because I'd like to think it's entertaining on the other end. But seeing Hunter, you took that as an actual mistake. I do have to go on the record and say I did that on purpose. I make plenty of mistakes of my own accord that you can rip me for. Uh, that was not one. Good friend, long time. Yeah. Craig Council now joining us on the phone. Craig, how you doing? Craig, how you doing? The problem is, when I cut up Bill Michaels' audio, I start to talk like Bill Michaels. And then it and then it becomes a thing. So, after we finish listening to this Craig Council interview, we need to put the Bill Michaels' audio away for a while. Because I start to talk like Bill Michaels. 608-796-2558. You can text and call me there. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Uh, we heard about their record, considering everything they've been up against. We've heard about Brandon Woodruff's close return, eminent return. He's getting close to returning. 
Uh, what about Lorenzo Cain? That had to be a tough decision. Well, of course, it's, those are always hard conversations. Um, you know, but I think you know you're, you you kind of you sense what's going on with the player and, and watch Lorenzo kind of every day. And um, I, I think when we had the conversation, I think we both realized that it was it was the right thing, um, and, and it was time. Um, it's kind of the, the word we both used. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's never easy. You know, whatever Lorenzo decides to do from here on forward, you know, if he's going to play or if, if he's going to um, call it a career, it, you know, he was a great brewer. Um, he was a great Major League Baseball player, really fun Major League Baseball player to watch play. Um, and, and I applaud him for all that and for everything he accomplished. I wish he was still on the team. I miss him. I know he was hitting like 120 or whatever it was, but I miss him. Bill asked about the decision to move Yelich to leadoff. This is probably the best part of the interview. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 always easy to say, hey, move the struggling hitter down. Uh, that means another hitter moves up. Um, you know, right now, I don't think collectively, offensively, there's anybody that's really, um, you know, in a spot that's like – you know, is is crushing it, so to speak. You know, I think we've been kind of consistent throughout the group. We're getting production kind of up and down, um, but but nobody's having that you know incredible season necessarily. So, um, you know, it just really it's just a change of scenery for Christian. Almost that that was the thought of it, and, and there's no difference in how you take her at bats. I think his skill set right now uh, is conducive to the leadoff spot. He obviously is. He 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 takes his walks. He's a great base runner. Um, and and that's that's what we know about Christian, and it's not going to change. So, just a little bit of different perspective, and um, you know, I mean, I think it, it moved Rowdy up in the lineup, if anything, and that that was something we were a little, I was a little interested in doing. If I could interview Craig Council, I would want to ask him about managing the middle of the lineup because look at the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals have Goldschmidt and Arenado. That's easy. That lineup writes itself. But with the Brewers, it might depend on the week who the hot hitters are. You might want Adamas and Renfro, 3-4 one week, and then the next week, you might want Urias and Rowdy Tellez. I'd really like to get in the mind of Craig Council and knows how and know how he approaches that, right? Because a lot of lineups, they remain pretty stable. I don't know if that's in the best interest of this Brewers team and is scoring as many runs as possible. This made me laugh, and this can be the last clip we listened to, uh, a question and answer where Craig Council was very straightforward. Is there a time that you kind of look forward down the road? I mean, I know you've said you take it a game at a time, but is there a time that you look down the road and you say, you know, barring anything unforeseen, this is about the time we're going to get our entire team back? No, I don't. I don't think about that at all. Um, I don't. I don't think that's productive uh, for us to do um, because that could be. You don't know when that's going to be, and there's no certainty that that ever happens. I remember when the Bulls started struggling down the stretch this last year. My buddy, one of my best friends, who's a Bulls fan, Cubs, Bulls, Bears, and he said, "You know what, Grant? I think they knew that Lonzo was coming back, and all in their mind said, well, when Lonzo comes back, it'll be okay.'" And they set that date in their mind, and they set that goalpost in their mind, and then Lonzo wasn't able to come back. And when he wasn't able to come back, they were screwed, right? Because in their mind and in their game plans, they had said, all right, when Lonzo comes back, this will be fixed. When Lonzo gets healthy, this will be good. And then that date never came. So I can vibe with what Council is saying. I just found it very funny that Phil asked a question, and Council is like, uh, no, I don't do that. I don't find it productive. And that was all, right? I think we need to be better at that in radio if you're doing a conversation with a guest or you're on a show or you're calling in and you're asked a question and you don't really have a long answer just answer succinctly and we'll move on i was telling that with brian brian samson bucks room room joined us 
about an hour ago. And I said, dude, if you don't have anything to say on a question or a prospect, whatever, just say that and we'll move along. I do appreciate that about Craig Council, among many other things. Brewers Blue Jays tonight. We'll be back on Monday to talk about it all. Have an excellent weekend. Should be a fun interleague series against a unique opponent we don't get to see very often. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Stayed here all season. Nothing is sure but this brand new time.